Blog Talk Radio. John Party One, your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, swat, darling. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. How's everybody? Can't complain, can't complain. Sipping on this uh, tequila <sighs> mezcals. Ay, 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 ay. Pretty good. What are you sipping on, Papa? I don't have nothing. Ain't nobody make me no drink. Oh. oh. See what I'm saying? <laughs> I am the bartender. Mm-hmm. That's all I can tell you. Well, we get you something on the on the first break, Papa. Mm-hmm. We'll get you straight. Yeah. How you doing tonight, Kev? Uh, one day at a time. That's all I can tell you. One day at a time. All right. Left foot, right foot. Yep. All of that and above. Mm-hmm. Okay. Papa you, Didi? Yeah. What's going on with you? I'm good. Long week. Long week. Okay. Just trying to uh, exhale. Well, you gonna exhale tonight, boy? <laughs> Y'all ready to get it in? Get it in. I'm getting my groove on. It's Friday night, and I'm feeling right. All right. All right. Got our hot topics tonight. Dems urge Trump administration to oppose sanctions on Russian election meddling. Really? Also, Trump suggests supporters illegally vote twice to test mail-in voting. Lord have mercy. And also, mayor suspends officers and Daniel proves suffocation death. Wow. Mm. Got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, Hidden and quitted headlines, Tyson's Foods opening medical clinics at some plants. Also, former top NRA official skewers gun group in upcoming book. Uh, Bloomberg pledges 100 million dollars to medical schools for HBCU uh, colleges. Also, white professor at GW University admits she lied about being black. Really? Here we go again. Uh, Bozeman's hometown approves memorial, but Confederates remain. And Kanye West's unconventional presidential forge is on. Our cocktail of the week, we're going to need one after all that, is called the Gin Hipster. What's popping with Papa Didi? He got something for us raw tonight. We're going to lighten it up with the weird news. Nurse pulled four-foot snake out of a woman's throat. Mm-mm. Nasty. Also, <laughs> man calls boneless chicken wings a moniker a lie. And man snatches a shop tip jar after applying for jobs. I'm just saying with red wine, why are you wasting our time? Also, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. I got some surprises for you tonight. I'll kiss your list. The last word. So sit back, relax, get your uh, favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topics. Does your gray hair make you look much older than you really are? 
Do Boy Scouts try to help you cross the street? Don't waste your time with messy hair colors that won't last. Wigs will just make your hair sweat. What you need is a permanent solution. You need Gray Be Gone. Gray Be Gone burns your gray hairs right down to the root. No more coloring with Gray Be Gone. Simply apply Gray Be Gone with the heat-protected gloves to your entire scalp. When you feel the burning, the gray hairs are being fried right on your head. After the procedure, just stick your head in a bucket of ice water to cool the burning, and just like that, no more gray hairs. You might have bald spots and burns where the gray used to be, but that's a whole different problem. Gray Be Gone will solve your gray hair problem once and for all. Gray Be Gone. Get yours today and make that gray go away. Hey, this is Redwine, just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it, PJs only, no clothes allowed, and I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine, are you talking about the Pajama Party, where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about eating? I know you guys aren't doing this spot without me, Carol with the Yellow Talk. Did you tell everybody that um, we, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter, and don't forget to kiss us. Okay, now is the time for me to sing. Oh, oh no, me, 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 me. we don't have time for all that. Well, she could sing. Uh, Let's get back to the show. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Why, darling? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> wow, wow, wow. It's hot up in this camp. Woo. Fire it up. Fire in the hole. All right. Time for the hot topics? All right. Let's get into it, then. All right. What you got for us, Kettle? All right. Hope you guys call in tonight. You know the number, 914-803-4306. You press 1. Yep. We get into a deep conversation. Join the conversation tonight. Okay. Uh, Democrats urged Trump administration to impose sanctions on Russians meddling in the 2020 election. You go again. Uh, a group of Senate Democrats pushing uh, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, oh Lord, to sanction Russian <laughs> officials who are meddling in the 2020 U.S. elections after the Intelligence uh, Committee said that the Russia is working to um, criticize the Democratic nominee, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden. goes on to say, Congress has mandated a broad range of sanction tools, and it is long past time for the administration to send a direct message to President Putin. <laughs> okay. The Intelligence Committee's Stop Election Security, officials William Ivanian issued a statement on August 7th saying that uh, China prefers an outcome where President Donald Trump is not reelected, while um, stating Russia was actively working to denigrate Biden. <laughs> Interesting. So they're fighting it out. Right. So Trump has uh, repeatedly refused to acknowledge Russia interfered in the 2016 election to help his campaign. An assessment long confirmed by both the Intelligence Committee and the Senate Intelligence Committee. I mean, they already said, you know, what had happened. And about a year in, they said, you know, they have been, Russia was meddling again. 
So my thing is, how are we going to stop this? So it goes on to say, senior members of the Trump administration have been largely silent on Russian election interference and have been criticized for failing to um, speak out strongly. So, as I said, how, how are we going to stop this? You know, people get emails and things like that. A lot of times I don't even click on those emails. People send emails um, as far as presidential race. I don't click on those emails mm-hmm. um, because I just feel as if they're bogus emails. I just don't do it. So And you, know. you never know. Right. But Trump said all along that all of this was such a hoax. That's what he wants to put in people's minds, that it is a hoax. So people would stop, you know, um, you know, talking about it. But they found evidence that Russia was meddling. All of those all those um what do they call them? Social media accounts mm-hmm. between Facebook, Twitter um, I don't know about Instagram, but between Facebook and Twitter, right. all those accounts that they found were coming out of Russia. I agree. Yeah. That were putting out false information mm-hmm. about whoever was on the Democratic side mm-hmm. to basically try to promote Trump. So how do you, how is he still saying that all of it is a hoax? Right. And then also, too, they were trying to put it on um, China. It said in recent days, Trump administration officials like uh, Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe and Attorney General William Barr, your butt boy, Mm-mm-mm. have focused on China's potential to interfere, even though the Intelligence Committee said Russia was actively meddling. So you're trying to steer people to think that it's uh, China and not Russia. I mean, come on now. People need to start oh, waking up. That, that That's what I'm saying. They just need to start waking up. And voting for the right people, because you know Russia's already interfering already. Mm-hmm. They have proof of that. So how are they still? How is he still saying? He and his people, Barr and Mnuchin, how are they still saying that this is all a hoax and it's fake news and all of that when they got proof? He's talking to his people. That's what he doing. Oh, they just lying. You know, they not telling the truth. This, this fake news. Woo woo woo. You know how you got oh, Gosh. This. What do you think, Papa? What, what what you think is really going on? <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, yeah, break it down. Yeah, enlightenment. Uh, all this stuff is just it's bogus. I I just can't believe that so many people can fall for the for the hype. It just gotta show you how ignorant that side of the coin is, you know, and, and they'll fall for anything. I don't know how you're gonna hold your strength up to black people like you so tough. When it comes to a, a person like Trump, you fall for everything he says. Is it because he's white? Is it because of who he is? And I think white folks always follow people that they think they have money or, like I always say, they follow the one that got the most toys. Mm-hmm. That's just their thing. They're so monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. All they but want toys do don't follow. equate to intelligence. Well, well you got to understand what, what you mean by toys. Their, their whole life is to strive to, to be better than somebody as opposed to just be blessed with what you have. They're mm-hmm. trying to have... They think that they to have more and the whole privilege thing. Well, what is privilege? Privilege is just breathing life, you know, being safe. So you think safe. that's why they're following Trump? They, well, they're following Trump because they don't have nothing else to follow. You know, they've been <laughs> yeah. eating a great white hope for a long time. <laughs> I guess and right. their idea of a great white hope is whoever has the, the kahunas to stand up and uh, right. talk like Trump. But they're never going to find another person like Trump. And once Trump falls off, 
What's going to happen to his little empire? You know, he's the one running the empire. His dumbass sons ain't going to keep it going. His wife ain't going to keep it going. Nobody, nobody around Trump is going to keep it going. They're all, everybody's stockpiling collective. It's all about money, first of all. And how much money do you need to do anything in life? You you, you can't spend but so much. You can't do but so much. But he, he got the, the law man and the money man on his side. He got Barr and Mnuchin. Every place he right. goes, he takes them yep. because right. that's his people. They yeah. control. One controls the money. Mm. The other controls the law. Mm. And he thinks that he's secure with them around him. But, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, it's just it's, it's ugly. It's going to get ugly. How many, how many times have we seen? Uh, the evil never conquers good. So what you what you think you're doing? All you becoming is a, is a, a legacy of a book that somebody's gonna read one day. You know this man's gonna go up in they flames. They just buying time. He's gonna yeah. go up in flames. He really is. Yeah, I agree. You can't do anything. You whether you're uh, a drug dealer, anything, anything that ain't right is gonna end up in flames. You know, and that's where he's headed. But anyway, it's gonna come to a head. Of course. And where else can it go? Yeah. And you're getting older, you're up in your 70s and all, and you still acting like you're 40? Shit. Kidding me? <laughs> you ain't hardly 40, brother. Uh, uh, your ass is, you know, ain't no telling what he's doing, what kind of medication he's taking or pissing on himself, wearing a, a pamper or a depend. Ain't no telling what the hell he got up underneath them pants. And I know? heard him the other day talking about he wanted uh, Biden to take a drug test. Really? You're talking about he would take it, but Biden needs to take a drug test. I was like a drug test. But all that talk are is you just, that's What are you accusing him of? Well, you know, if he didn't have that that ghetto flavor, you know, Trump Trump acts like he's sophisticated and bougie with his suits, but deep down inside, he ain't nothing but a northern northern joker up in Atlantic City. He's a bull. Bergen County. He's just a, he's, he's a backwoods. A uh, what do you call that show? The Sopranos. Yeah. He ain't up on an undercover. He need a drug test his son. He's mm. a Jersey Turnpike one, uh, guy. Jer- Eric. No, the other one. Oh. Don Jr. Oh. No, okay. I think Eric Don was Jr. was the one up there with glassy eyes looking like he had been crying. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Don, Don Jr., crazy, yeah. Don, like Don, well, Don Jr., I think, is the cokehead. Uh, the way That's he, what I'm saying. He yeah. looked like he was coked out during that. Um, of course, yeah, I, uh, I see that in him. What is that thing? That convention. Right? Yeah, he think he's glassy eyed, looking all oh, yeah, crazy. Oh yeah, he's a mess. Yeah, right. he's a mess. I'm talking about you want to drug test anyway. somebody. How about you start with right. your own namesake? Let's move on. We got all these Trump topics. Yeah. Get all right. <laughs> I'm tired of ahead. reading about his ass. What you got over there, Papa? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. This is where he was talking about the voting twice. Now, you know, it sounds like this man is trying to do anything to win. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's if you, sure. if you, if you, 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 you're doing all kind of tactics to do this and do that, and all that means is that your ass is scared. But you know, the sad part about it is the the, the, the electoral college is what wins elections, not votes. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to win that particular state and their delegates, and it's a score, just like a a, a sports event. Mm-hmm. You know, they they say vote, vote, vote. That's that's cool when you do that, but we got to win that particular state. You got to win the delegates. The delegates is what takes you over the top. Right. You know, you can you can win the popular vote, but if you don't win the key states, it's going to take you over when it comes to the 50 states combined. Then, you know, all the little stuff will come back to haunt you. Like, like well, Hillary Clinton, that old, that old thing was rigged. Mm-hmm. This one's rigged, too. He's saying that the place is rigged, but he's the one rigging it. Right. But he's trying to make everybody else think that something is being rigged. But Tim, believe me, him and Barr and all them, mm-hmm. they sitting back relaxing because they know they got stuff going on. They got crazy-ass Kanye and all kind of people out there working for them. And it's just a mess. But anyway, 
this year, uh, Trump encouraged supporters in North Carolina on Wednesday to vote twice, okay, once by mail and once in person. Now, how are you going to be the president of the United States, you know, talking to people about doing that? Mm-hmm. And, that how, and how are you going to be a damn idiot in North Carolina that's going to listen to that crap? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the, the ignorance is on both sides of the table. Right. You know, the, the the person delivering the ignorance and the people accepting the ignorance. So it's just it's just it's ignorance all over. Anyway, which is uh, illegal. In order to, uh, he said that to do that to test your vote to see whether or not your vote came through. Right. He wants them to like send a mail and thing, but but it, it's going to be relevant if the system's working. Mm-hmm. If you send it in, and you already voted. Then when they go to pull you up to vote. Then you're already locked in. Your number's locked in. Your name is locked in. Right. And they're going to make a trip to the voting poll for nothing. But then again, the way this system is messed up, they may be able to vote twice, you know? So, yeah. But how's that work on the back end when all the evidence come out that people voted twice? It's, yeah. um, it's the scam. Well, they're saying that they'll be able to nullify the vote. Yeah, well, let me tell you But something. that's going to be after the fact. You're just making more work, and it's going to take longer to get the results. Let me you tell you, do all that. I got to say is put your seatbelt on because the month of November is going to be off the chain. Okay? <laughs> Woo, I believe I it. can imagine. Yeah. The, the, the day of the voting <laughs> is going to be, the crime rate is going to be like the purge. Okay? Mm, People are going to mm, be out there losing their mind. And I'm going underground. They're going to be losing <laughs> their mind. Okay? Yeah, I'm going underground. So, I mean, just the whole thing in a nutshell, you know, with this this particular story I'm talking about here is the fact that what he said was completely illegal. It's not right. You know, it's so untraditional. It's amazing how 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 white folks want to project an image like they're so damn traditional, but they're the first motherfuckers to break the law. So how do you how do you you know how do you dissect that? You know, they walk around all day, you know, looking at black folks like we're the accused, we're the the culprits of everything that goes on. We can't be trusted. Don't leave us here. We'll steal your pocketbook. You know, we'll do this, we'll do that. But when it comes to the white-collar crimes of mm-hmm. stuff that affects a whole bunch of people, right. they're the first ones that are guilty of, of violating it. And it, it's so interesting. So just watch yourself. Oh, it's some crap that's out the bottom here. line. Yeah, watch yourself. Well, let's head to Rochester, New York, talk about this situation. We got the mayor of New York's third largest city, Rochester, New York, who yesterday suspended seven police officers that were involved in the suffocation death of a brother named Daniel Prude. Now, this actually happened in March, but the video was just released this week, and now that's why everybody knows about it. Now, this brother, uh, Daniel Prude, was a 41-year-old black man known to his Chicago-based family as Rail, died on March 30th when his family took him off life support seven days after officers who encountered him running naked through the streets put a hood over his head to stop him from spitting. Then they held him down for about two minutes after he stopped breathing, until, rather, he stopped breathing. Now, the Rochester mayor, who's a black woman, Her name is Lovely Warren, first name Lovely, last name Warren, announced the suspension of these officers at a press conference uh, yesterday. She said, Mr. Daniel Prude was failed by the police department, our mental health care system, our society, and he was failed by me. That's what the mayor said. Mm -hmm. 
Now, Warren said that she only became aware of the use of force on August the 4th and that the police chief, police chief, I'm sorry, whose name is Laron Singletary, initially portrayed Prude's death as a drug overdose. He's a black man, by the way. Mm-hmm. And said that it was in, uh, she said that this whole thing was entirely different than what she witnessed when she saw the body cam video. Now, the mayor told uh, the chief that she was deeply, personally, and professionally disappointed in his failure to accurately inform her of what actually happened to Mr. Prude. She said that seven officers would still be paid because of contract rules. Well, we talked about this before with the union. Now, these officers, clearly something was not right. But even though they're on leave, they're still going to get their check. So she's taking action against the advice of counsel. Uh, Prue's death happened just as, of course, coronavirus was happening, running out of control in New York. And at the time, this case didn't get any attention because nobody knew about it. The video hadn't been released. We hadn't seen it. It was not, you know, publicly known about. So when these officers found Prue, they handcuffed him, put a hood over his head, because they said he had been spitting, and then they pressed his face into the pavement for two minutes, according to what we see in the video. Wow. Now, these hoods are supposed to protect officers from a a person who's being detained uh, from their saliva, and, of course, they've been scrutinized as a factor in deaths of several prisoners over the last few years. Mm -hmm. Now, in this video, and, of course, if you just look online, you can find it, in this video, it shows Prue and his voice muffled by the hood begging the white officer who was pushing his head down to let him go. Mm-hmm. And as the officer, whose name is Mark Vaughn, said, calm down, stop spitting, Prude's shouts became anguish whimpers and grunts. Mm-hmm. And then Prude is heard to say, okay, stop, I need it, I need it. Now, the officers then let Prue go after about two minutes, but then he stopped moving and fell silent. So when the officers noticed water coming out of Prue's mouth and called over the waiting medics who started CPR, at that point, it was already too late. A medical examiner concluded that Prue's death was a homicide caused by complications of asphyxia, in the setting of physical restraint. So the report also listed excited delirium and acute intoxication by PCP as uh, a contributing factor. So the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, who is also a black woman, took over the investigation in April, and the investigation is still ongoing. Hmm. Now, I thought this incident that you talked about just happened. I didn't realize it happened in March. Yeah, you would think it just happened. Yeah. But given that we're just finding out about it because of the release of the body cam video. That's crazy. And now, of course, you have protests and everything going on up in Rochester. Right. And maybe a few other cities, but definitely in Rochester. Well, I know some cities are saying, like, I know Washington, D.C., the body cam has to be released within... um, and it's 72 hours? 72 hours. Mm-hmm. 
But see, what I'm trying to understand is that when you look at this video, mm-hmm. now this was in March in Rochester, New York. Uh-huh. There was snow falling. Wow. And this brother is out there butt naked. Mm-hmm. So does that not indicate that Something there is some wrong. kind of mental situation happening? We go back to the same thing as far as them training. Their training is to protect and serve. So we're going to get this. Well, who are you protecting? We're going to get this guy that has no clothes on out of the street, handcuff him. That's the way the police were protecting themselves. They weren't protecting his brother. I'm telling you. The, the, you see a man naked out there in the snow. Yeah. The Does that not, like, make you think, okay, there must be some kind of mental situation? And the reason why they were even called is because his brother called the police right. because he was concerned right. and said, my brother needs help. Right. He didn't call the police. He called 911 right, I got and said, my brother needs help. Mm-hmm. And the responders were the police. Right. They end up handcuffing the brother mm-hmm. out on the con I mean, not the concrete, what's that called? The, but see, I, I, I think the, a lot the street. of people, and this is just my take on it as far as the police department, they don't deal with that um you know, I got a mental issue, I got this, I got that. They don't deal with that. They just deal with law and order. That's it. But if you're dealing with a mental situation, locking somebody up is not going to help. It goes back to training. They haven't been trained in that capacity. Well, then why don't you call somebody who has? Why don't you call for an ambulance? How about get well, a medical that's, professional? That's a daggone good idea. That's a good idea. I mean, I'm just saying, get a medical professional who might be a little better trained in dealing with someone who has a mental issue. Right. I, I just feel as if these cops now they just don't ha- they don't use common sense and in and, and, and humanity. Just like the situation with the um the um two ladies was on the ground and the kids were on the ground, laying flat on the ground. Right. You had when two, they thought the car was right, stolen. Right. You had two female white cops and you had one white uh white male cop. The male cop stooped down and asked the woman, was she okay? Mm-hmm. The two female, now unless they don't have any children or no no compassion, something is wrong. Yeah. I just don't get I agree. it. I just don't get it. People don't have no humanity. When you're an officer or a cop, they need to teach them. I mean, that's sad, but maybe they need to be taught that. But you as a human being, you should know these things. It should come common knowledge. I'm just saying that if you if you as a police officer encounter a situation like this right. where apparently no law has been broken other than okay indecent exposure I got what you're if saying. you want to say all right you out here in the right. street butt naked right. that's indecent exposure mm-hmm. but if it's snowing and you don't seem to be affected by the cold then it must be a right. mental situation, that's when you need to call for medical backup and say, look, we're going to stand back and just try to observe the situation, keep him from hurting himself or anybody else. Now, the police say that he was spitting on them Mm -hmm. and that he said he had Mm COVID-19. But this brother is dead now. He became unconscious, and then several days later, his family took him off life support. Right. He never regained consciousness. But why would you put so we don't know what his side is. But that, that, that spit bag, as they say, is a spit bag. It's nothing but a damn plastic bag they're putting over somebody's damn head. doesn't make no damn sense to me. That's just ridiculous. But, you know, 
Well, if you guys got any questions or comments what we're talking about, hit us up tonight. 914-803-4306. And press 1. Press 1 to get in the queue. I'm just saying that this kind of stuff has got to stop. I, I agree. I agree. I mean. And see, then they wonder why people are protesting the way that they are. Yeah. People apparently they have to, it less than right, but apparently they have to put a middle person, a middle man in the police department to help them, or they need to be retrained. When they keep saying retrained, that's I'm what tired of hearing about the need of retraining. I agree. They I, say that every damn time. I know. All right, but we're gonna take a little CC break, and we coming back with the head of the quitty headline. Living just enough, just enough. Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, one, of my segment, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you're you riding me. Uh, That's every Friday night at 9. Pajama party. No yeah. clothes allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Yeah, uh, call us at 914. 803-4306. And press 1. And press 1 to be put into the queue. And uh, say what you have to say. You can read off what we're talking about. Come up with a new subject of your own. We're liberal. We're easy. It's the same. Eastern Time, we're here at 9, 9 p.m. Friday nights at uh, 6 o'clock West Coast and uh, what, maybe 7 o'clock in the mountains or in the, <laughs> yeah, 7 in the mountains, uh, Michigan, Michigan and New Orleans and all that, we're like an hour back, yeah, but 9 o'clock on the East Coast. 9.15 CT time. CT time, 9.15. Don't be late when you listen up. It's 9 o'clock on the dot. That's right. Every Friday night. We'll see you there. Goodbye. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. Morning, host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Hey, let me let me say one more thing on that last story we were talking about before we took a break. You know, the sad part about this whole situation is that you always see the same scenario of people there. You see a couple bullheaded white cops and a damn female that's sitting around there. She don't know her ass from a hole in the ground. Okay, now she is always one lead white male who's always the big dog amongst the group of cops to come. He's the senior guy or the veteran guy who makes all the stupid ass decisions, and nobody in the crowd says anything. It started with we've seen it with George Floyd, we've seen it with every almost every situation you look where there's three or four white cops, there's somebody trying to impress that female in the crowd, and always the you got the bully, the asshole. And, and the knucklehead, and they're all trying to, none of them have any kind of uh, experience handling people with mental issues, and none of them are exposed to black folks at all. Mm-hmm. They're seeing black, and then to see a black naked man, you know, they're mm-hmm. trying to, um, when it comes to her, you know, protect her, the female cop. They're more concerned about the the female cop seeing the black man's Johnson. They are giving a shit about him. You know, it's just, it's a mess. It's a damn mess. Some Such inexperienced such crap, and people are dying, 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 because when the Keystone cops pull up to handle the situation, they, they end up muffing it up every time. Every and it's time. happening every every time. They got no experience, got no knowledge, scared to death, don't want to touch you. They'll throw a plastic bag over your ass and suffocate your ass, and then throw you in the thing, and then, and then they'll... You should hear the conversation 
when the ambulance pulls off and they go back to their car, the shit they're saying about, oh, they got wrapped that nigga up. You know, it's it's a mess. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just want to put that out there. All right. Well, let's go to the phone line before we go to the hit it and quit it. Let's grab a caller. Let's see, where are we? Caller, welcome to the Pajama Party Show. You are live on the air. Go right ahead with your comment. Go right ahead, caller. Yes, he's not. Caller, go right ahead. Last call. All right, we'll keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Caller changed their mind. They chickened out. All right, let's move on with the hit it and quit it. Okay. Tyson's Food is opening medical clinic at some plant. Okay, interesting. Tyson's Food is planning to open medical clinics at several of its U.S. plants to improve the health of its workers and better protect them from the um, COVID-19. Check this out. Springdale, Arkansas, based company, which processes about 20% of all beef, pork, and chicken in the U.S., that it plans to open the clinics near its plant was in the works before the coronavirus struck this year. Sure. <laughs> um, Tyson said it will uh, would initially set up clinics near seven of its plants, including um, Storm Lake, Iowa, in um, a Holcomb, Kansas, and a pilot program, um, and didn't announce the other locations yet. Uh, Tyson's is joining a long list of companies that have clinics on or near their work sites or bring in physicians to ensure employees receive annual physicals. Companies say um, having clinics can reduce health insurance costs by cutting out unnecessary emergency room visits. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Goes on to say some of our frontline team members are using their health plan benefits and others don't seek care until there's a crisis. Um, the United Food and Commercial Workers International Union, which represents 24,000 of Tyson's 120,000 U.S. workers, praised uh, Tyson's decision to open the clinic. Earlier this uh, summer, the families of three Tyson's workers in Iowa who died from COVID-19 sued the company, saying it knowingly put employees at risk in the early days of the pandemic. I didn't think I do remember hearing that. Okay. Um, Tyson has handed out protective gear and put up plastic dividers between workstations in an effort to protect the employees from the virus. Also, Tyson has hired hundreds of nurses to conduct thousands of um, COVID-19 tests each week. So they trying, you know. I ain't buying it. <laughs> I ain't it. buying it. I don't, I don't roll over. I don't roll over after the fact. And if you're going to put the clinics in there, just do it. Don't say that we was planning to do this before, then do it. Show me one piece of literature that has a date of your plans on it. One, show me one piece of paper that showed me some kind of contractual thing that you had in place to put medical facilities in there. Just say that you're going to put the stuff in there. Don't put all this other, you know, people are very clever mm-hmm. when it comes to covering their ass, and I'm not buying the crap, I'm telling you. You need to look like, like my man Joe Madison says, you really got to see with the third eye and listen with the third ear. You know, you can't just take stuff and just roll over when people come out. Lawyers are getting paid big money to come up with these little paragraphs that they throw out to the public. And when the public rolls over on that paragraph and accepts them for everything they've done, then we then they they, they pull on our leg. 
But you know? Check this out. This is, a, this is a key thing that they say. It can also improve productivity because employees don't have to take much time off for the doctor's appointment. Well, isn't that convenient? Yeah. So it's like they want you to continue to work, whole, and work like right. a slave. Right. We should take right. Look at the whole story. Yeah. Look at the whole story. I mean, mm-hmm. we it's so sad Bring how... the doctor to you. Yeah. And the people that's writing these stories are not plucking feathers, feathers off the chickens at all. They're not taking the head off the, the, the cow at all. You know, these the people that's, that's dying is the ones that's all covered in blood at the end of the day. I mean, them plants are they're a mess. You got to see that stuff. But anyway, yeah. I just want to get that out there. I don't I don't go for the hype. I don't believe none of that crap. Mm-hmm. Especially when people died in the beginning. Now you're trying to cover up what you're doing. Oh, going forward, going forward, we're going to, you know. We're going to bring the in-house medical thing. Yeah, but here. you're not going to bring back them people's relatives and everybody else. No, the funerals and everything. And then they had a funeral during the pandemic. Where half the people couldn't come to the funeral, and I mean, come on, give me a break with that. I ain't buying none of that crap. All right, well, anyway. we're gonna keep it moving. Um, I got one for you. The former top uh, National Rifle Association official is going in on the gun group in an upcoming book. You what? know, folk are releasing books what? all over the place. <laughs> this dude, Joshua Powell, who's the former chief of staff to the head of the National Rifle Association. Uh, His name is Wayne LaPierre. Tore into the organization in an upcoming book that's going to be released next week. Uh, The book is called Inside the NRA, A Tell-All Account of Corruption, Greed, and Paranoia Within the Most Powerful Political Group in America. He accused the NRA of appealing to the paranoia and darkest side of their members. Now, Powell was fired from the NRA in January. So some would say he was just disgruntled and came out with his (laughs) book. Or some would say he knows stuff. (laughs) So uh, his book is the first in which a former senior member of the NRA offers such a scathing account of their inner workings. He also wrote about the outsized influence that the NRA has in both uh, Republican politics and on your boy 45. Mm. In one instance, Powell said that after a 2018 mass shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, that left 17 people dead, Mm. Trump seemed to support imposing some of the toughest new restrictions on guns in decades. Mm -hmm. However... Powell continued to say the president shifted course after he met with LaPierre and Chris Cox, who at the time was the NRA's top lobbyist. <laughs> so they went and did their thing yep. and got Trump to ease up off of what he was going to do. So both of them, uh, Powell and LaPierre, are defendants in a lawsuit that the New York Attorney General's office uh, filed last month to dissolve the group. Remember when that, she's a black woman, mm-hmm. the attorney general in New York? Mm-hmm. He filed a lawsuit to say that NRA needs to just go away, not exist <laughs> anymore, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever, you know, Reason, yeah. justification she used for that. So the lawsuit alleges that the four top NRA officials, including Powell and LaPierre, instituted a culture of self-dealing, mismanagement, and negligent oversight at the NRA. So the organization, NRA, was also at the center of an FBI investigation in 2018 
into whether a prominent Kremlin-linked gun rights activist used it to illegally funnel money to help sway the 2016 election in Donald Trump's favor. So they got a lot of funk at the NRA. Yep, I knew that. You know what? I'm putting NRA on the kiss it list. Sound like a winner. <laughs> All right, moving on. What you got for us, Papa Didi? Uh, let's see. On Thursday, businessman and formal um, presidential candidate Mike Bloomberg, who's worth $54 billion, that man got a lot of damn money, <laughs> announced that his charitable organization, Bloomberg um, Incorporated, they have... Uh, committed to giving $100 million to medical schools at four historic, you know, historic black colleges and universities over the next four years. Nice. The funds will be used to provide up to $100,000 in scholarships for medical students currently enrolled and receiving financial aid. And uh, he named a few colleges uh, out there he's going to contribute to. Black patients overall is becoming out have better outcomes when they are treated by black doctors. That's interesting. Well, yeah, it is. A whiff of data supports this, including recent studies that found black newborns treated by black physicians have higher rates of survival. So Bloomberg is, you know, he's throwing his hat in the ring mm-hmm. to uh, get some progress out there. Ooh, some black doctors, that's good. Yeah, that, yeah, the black doctor population is really low. Mm-hmm. You're almost shocked when you see one. You're like, wow, where did he come from? Where did she come from? But anyway, that's a good thing, mm-hmm. you know. Shout out to Bloomberg. Yeah, you might be losing hope, you know. Just keep hope alive. I mean, he's got plenty of money. Mm-hmm. Might as well do something positive with it. Right. All right. All right, hitting and quitting. Hit him and quit him. What's next? Well, well, well. I've been talking about this all week. A white professor at GW admits she lied about being black. <laughs> what is the deal? What is going on? Um, a white history history professor at GW admitted to falsely claiming a black identity. Jessica A. Crone, we're going to put her on the schedule list? I don't know. I got her. Said in a medium post that she is actually white and Jewish but that she has built her life on a violent anti-black life. (laughs) Krug wrote that throughout her adult life, she claimed to have North African, uh, American, and Caribbean heritage. (laughs) According to her university bio, Krug is an expert in Africa, Latin America, African-American history. Come on now. That's what she teaches, huh? Africa, Latin America, African American history, early modern world history, and imperialism and colonialism. Okay, Krug called her inappropriate, an appropriation of black identity, unethical, immoral, anti-black, colonial, and said her lies mean that every step I've taken has a gaslight. Uh, has gaslighted those whom I love. She said that she has not lived a double life, really, mm. claiming to be black in some instances and white in others, but had fully committed to living this life, fully, completely, 
with a no exit plan or strategy. So it goes on to say, she said she has been battling unaddressed mental health issues since her childhood when she first began claiming a false identity. Yeah, one of Okay. So she's been living as a black person since she was a child? Mm-hmm. All righty. She says she's not claiming that, you know, you know, her actions on the mental health. But, um... I don't know. Just <laughs> she says, "I'm I'm not a culture vulture. I'm a culture leech. I am a coward." I mean, she's really getting down on herself, but mm-hmm. just like the girl back in 2015, she said she had I forgot her name, but she identified herself I as Rachel Dolezal. Okay, she identified herself as being black, right? Mm-hmm. But she was actually white. But right, that's that's. That's, she said that's how she kind of grew up. So that's what she identified as, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, I don't know. It's just a strange story. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So she said, cancel me. I think somebody's about to rat on her ass. That's why she came clean. Yeah. I don't think that she stepped out of that world like that right. that easy. Mm-hmm. People started closing in. Things started closing in, so she figured she beat them to the punch by confessing. Yeah. That's a bunch of crap. But she knew yeah. she had a lot of I stuff think, going on. I agree, Papa. She was locked into the college. She was locked into this. And all of a sudden, a family member threatened to expose her. So she tried to come clean just to wipe her ass before, you know, they saw shit run down her leg. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not buying that. Oh, I just woke up one morning, and I'm just going to... Come on, if that was working for you, you would have kept it going. Uh-huh. You ain't BSing me. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I completely agree. Yeah. I think somehow she got exposed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I was telling somebody earlier, just like <clears throat> me, for those of us who watched uh, the TV series called Scandal, mm-hmm. what we learned on Scandal mm-hmm. is that when some mess is about to hit the fan, <laughs> the best way to control it is to tell it yourself. Right. Get ahead of the story. There you go. Don't let somebody else expose your mess, and now you got to justify. So what's going to happen to her legal-wise as far as the the uh, resumes you put out and all everything you was perpetrating? Well, I guess it, my it had nothing is, to do with anything. And she hadn't gained anything from it. Well, like she it. gained a paycheck by being a college professor. What do you mean not no, gaining anything? No, but I'm talking about as far as being black. So what? She's a college professor. Right, but you but, gained that by projecting it. That that that's what you was. How you gonna? Why don't you just come and say you a Jew when you want to teach some college? Uh, but you gonna come in like you a black woman to teach? Would that make it sound better? I mean, that's not I you know. She had been given some kind of award for something for her books. Apparently, she had some books out or something. Hmm. I'm she not. You know. Something. I don't know. I don't even know if that makes a difference or not. Right. But I, I did read if that. If I feel like I'm talking to a black woman and giving all my black secrets and my black uh, different abbreviations, black all my track. blackness, CP time, all the little things we talk about, itis, and whatever I'm saying, they got to do a black language. If I'm sharing that with this woman, I find out all, that she's a Jewish woman from the suburbs that had nothing to ever to do about being black and just cook that up one day, change her hair and put a frizz in it a little bit. And if you see her hairstyle and all that, she has a look. She had to project some type of image. 
to show some type of blackness. You got to put some type of flair in you. You know what I mean? Well, that makes that. that she had mixed heritage of black, Latina. Well, and all those claims is, is false now. What was the other you know? Caribbean? Black, Latina, and Caribbean. Yeah. Well, let's see some. Let's, let's see the family album. <laughs> that's what's missing. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm right about the that. The old album, mm-hmm. not the digital joint. I'm talking about the one that you opened up the, the real book. The real deal. They got the plastic page, the pages that you taped. The pictures anyway. stuck down on exactly. the pages. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're going. Bust that wide open. Yeah. All right. Well, Chadwick Boseman, we all know he passed away untimely from colon cancer. But here's a story out of his hometown. For those who didn't know, you know, he's from South Carolina. Um, over 60,000 people signed a petition to replace a Confederate statue in Anderson, South Carolina, where he was born, with um, a statue of Chadwick Boseman, celebrated native son actor who passed away August 28th after a four-year colon cancer fight. A spokesperson for the Anderson mayor, whose name is Terrence Roberts, told TMZ that the city is enthusiastically working on a permanent memorial in honor of the Black Panther star. However, the new tribute will not replace the Confederate statue that currently stands outside the city courthouse. So they're saying, yeah, we're going to acknowledge Chadwick Boseman. Mm -hmm. We're down for that. But that Confederate statue that sits right outside the courthouse is not going anywhere. So I guess they say we down for Chadwick, but the Confederate lives on. Are they going to put up anything for him? Yeah, they're going to do something for him. Oh, okay. But what they're saying is that at the same time, people are saying these Confederate statues and monuments need to go. And they're saying, well, we'll do something for Chadwick, but the Confederate monuments and statues will stay. I wouldn't even concentrate on that anymore. But, you know, that's been a thing. People are saying that they want the Confederate things to go. But the Confederate statues are protected by something called a Heritage Act that requires a two-thirds vote from the state legislature. And as long as the state legislature is Confederate happy, (laughs) it's not going anywhere. Like I said, I wouldn't concentrate on that no more. That's not an issue no more. Yeah. Both need to get out there and go vote. That's the key thing. So, you know. So that I mean that's basically it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. You know he was he he uh, was born in Anderson, went to high school there in Anderson. Mm-hmm. Of course, he graduated from Howard University. You 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 know. You know. <laughs> um. So, you know, they're saying, yeah, we're going to do something to acknowledge him. You know, they're going to celebrate him. But they're still going to hold hold dearly to that Confederate bullcrap. That is it. All right, moving on. Who's up next? Hi. All right, go for it, Papa. What you got? <clears throat> it said that Kanye West, he, he isn't going to be president, but his unconventional bid for his own. Now, this man here crazy as a damn dead bug. I don't care if you're a fan or not. Yo, boy. This is a stupid Negro that they'd inject his ass with white craziness and, <laughs> and, and is going through his bloodstream as we speak. <laughs> I've never seen a person in my life that you're so busy looking for fame and fortune that you become a looney tune, my brother. But you become already, a complete looney tune. Mm. You don't let the white man hijack your ass. 
put props on you, and they might as well be dangling you like a goddamn puppet. So that's all you're projecting at this point. You have no mindset. You have no charisma or courageousness of your own. You have been totally possessed by the devil himself. And you're walking around, and you got the nerve to pull your fans in that that like you for whatever reason they like you. But now you're bringing them in just like Trump under false prophecies. And and where where's that going to lead you going forward? But you don't care because, like I said, you crazy as a damn bed bug. You don't know your ass from a hole in the ground. Okay. And that's all I got to say on that. So if you're if you're a Kanye West fan, I really don't give a shit. The motherfucker's crazy, straight up. And well, I did maybe, hear that they took him off the ballot in Virginia. It don't matter. He shouldn't yeah. be on anything because he's an idiot. He needs to go sit down somewhere. Get out of harm's way, brother, because one thing that people don't like about a snitch is that the wild snitches disappear. You could be a snitch and a rat. I'm not talking about a ballot. I'm talking about why are you even putting yourself in this position? But the reality is that he is. He's still on the ballot. I understand all that. I understand all that. But you are walking across the highway in high traffic, brother. You got Biden and, and Trump. All the political stuff behind it. You got the Russians. You got operatives. You got man. You walking across Route 95, man, in in a, in a, in a, in a traffic jam, oh, straight up. My brother, wake your ass up. Do you realize what you're up against? And when they get done with your ass, they're gonna throw you in the closest dumpster. On the day they come and dump that goddamn dumpster, boy, you're tripping. Get out of harm's I, way, man. I read that he was running Get out of harm's with a, way. something called the birthday party. I don't give a damn what he's running. The boy's he just said because he's not an independent, he's not Democrat, not Republican. He said he's with the birthday party. Yeah, whatever. Because when he wins, it'll be like happy birthday for everybody. Yeah, and some and stuff the white like man, that. the white man's laughing at him like a damn dog. Come on, man. Give me but a you break. know what? He, I mean, this is like. Mental health full blown to me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. When he yeah, well, talking, it's also abuse. It's it's modern day abuse yeah. where but Trump he, is using this black man to take the votes I away see. from that, and he's too stupid to see it. Mm. I mean, you know, I don't even know if he will wake up one day and see the error of his ways because he's so clouded at this point that he probably take the shit to his grave. You know, God rest his soul. God forbid anything happens. So I don't want no nothing untimely to happen to the brother. But he doesn't realize that Trump done stuck you with some venom, brother, that done ran through your bloodstream big time. I and think you Trump, were so crazy. When they, when they met, the Trump probably lied to him. And at that point, I think he was looking for something financial from Trump. But anyway, but a lot was going on when he started talking um, his concert um, about um, Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z said, I got to get the hell away from this stupid-ass crazy nigga. So... Mm-hmm. You know, so he, you know, they just had to move themselves away from him because of what he was going through. But my biggest question is why nobody has given him any help, even his wife. I mean, you know, it's like. But he said, I mean, uh, Jared Kushner said that he and Kanye have been friends for many years. Yeah, whatever. And Jared Kushner said he had been. Yeah. Kushner said he had been consulting with him and talking with him. Well, Kushner's actually talking now. Yeah. For the first couple of years in the presidency, I thought he was a damn deaf mute. No, somebody put a couple quarters in his back and cranked him up, <laughs> and he's been talking. Ooh, but, yeah, Kushner has been talking to him and talking about that they aren't. He said the last time somebody asked him about it a few weeks back, and they asked him, have you been consulting with Kanye about his presidential bid? And Kushner said, no, we don't talk about that. 
And I'm like, really, dude? Yeah, whatever. You want us to believe that? That's right. Listen what the heck else listen. would y'all be th- Anyway. Listen with the third ear. Okay, yeah. well, I'm not going for it. We're going to get into a cocktail because we need one after all this shiggity we've been talking about. Oh, okay. You ready for it? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> I Bring need it. this one. All right. It's time to go to Kettle with the cocktail of the week. She got a good one for us, so y'all get ready. It's going to be a good one. What you got for us, Kettle? It's just short and sweet and it's simple. It's called the Cocktail Gin Hipster. Gin hipster. You're going to get your favorite gin, one ounce of that. Mine is Bombay Sapphire. Ay, 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 ay. A half an ounce of blackberry brandy. <laughs> a half a glass of Sprite. A half a glass of Papadidi's pink grapefruit juice. So we're going to pour the Bombay Sapphire gin into an old fashioned glass and add the brandy. Fill the half glass with Sprite. And fill the top with grapefruit juice. Stir the mixed drink and serve and cheers. Hey. And that's called the gin hipster. Cheers. All right. Yep. Ooh, that's tasty. Ooh, that's the cocktail of the week brought to you by our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment. Yay, yay. What you think about that one, Papa Didi? I'm, I drink brown liquor myself. He's a white liquor hater. Hater. He's a white liquor hater. All right, you roll. We're gonna take a little seat. Oh. Oh. Okay. Good. Come on, he got fire in the hole. Old guns. Okay. We no, let's just take a break. Take a break. Uh, <laughs> we gotta get revved up. Let me get better prepared for this. All right, we're gonna go get Papa Didi some ice, and uh, we're coming back on the other side of the break with what's poppin' with Papa Didi. Don't you move. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives. So send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever. Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe, I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to the John Party. on the Who's Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. She's yelling from the pantry. <laughs> anyway, uh, wow. There's so much to talk about. You know, there's just 
Uh, can you give me a straw, please? I don't like to put that brown liquor on my lips. I might do some kissing later. <laughs> um, anyway, let, let's let's talk about this for a minute. Just in lieu to the Kanye West thing, I was uh, at my government job the other day, my regular job, and um, I was just talking about a topic that I was fully aware of, you know. And this white boy in the audience just interject and hijack my stuff saying, well, I don't really think, uh, first of all, nobody asked his ass shit, okay? But, you know, when you're on the job, you got to play it out. You got to play it up, you know what I mean? You got to sit back and, and put the friendly face on because now that he disagreed with the black man, here comes the, 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 the you know, the peanut gallery, you know what I mean? I mean, it was, it was during shift time, so you had people gathering around. They listened to me and my, every time I talk, you'll be listening because I talk a lot of shit. Anyway. But now it's like four or five people looking, and he's looking like he's in competition with what I'm saying. Now, I'm fully aware of the conversation I brought up because I went through it at one time, what we were talking about. But this joker didn't know. He's just competing with the black man, which is a normal entity of white folks in the job market. Every time you talk, somebody got something to say where they're going to either disagree or debate you and all that. Then a couple of black people are standing near me. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to side with, you know, whatever this guy's name is. I'm not going to say his name on the air. Fuck him. Anyway, so I, I said, um, and I, I'm looking at people like, and I wasn't even trying to win a debate or anything. I was talking about a subject I was fully aware of. But it seems like the debate across the world today is can I outdo this black man? Can I say more, do more, be more active, be more? But I'm the one that started the conversation. You know, if you're going to be the person to solidify something, why don't you start it? You know what I mean? Why don't you start the conversation? Why don't you bring up the topic of discussion? You wait till black folks use their beautiful mind to come up with some shit, and now you're going to debate what I already came up with. Isn't that called copyright infringement in some respect? You're going to take my ideals and debate what I brought to the table. That just shows me that y y your pattern of, of, you know, how you want to uh, win your debate or whatever is based on, you know, this rhetoric of you taking something somebody already mentioned and just flipping it, you know, just putting a spin on it, remixing it, if you will. And, and this is how it is around the world today. Everything that we have done as people of color, as young, gifted, and black people have been duplicated, redone. I've gone to a karaoke bar at, at, at times or, you know, back in the day or whatever, and there'll be one white boy in the audience, you know, and everybody said, wow, and he got his name on the list. And, and and all of a sudden, when they call his name, he gets up there and he sings, I like big butts and da 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 He knows this shit by heart, by heart, verbatim, word for word. I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? It just and it just goes to show you where his head is, where his jungle fever head is, and where and I'm not I'm not putting him down for that. But I'm just saying the fact that we are so mimicked when it comes to people getting what they want from them, how they want to exclude things by for example, I'm in, in D C the other day and I'm going across the New York Avenue bridge. If you get to New York Avenue Bridge which takes you from Fourth Street coming across to New York Avenue Coming into D.C., there's a Wendy's there, and you got the uh, ATF, you know, uh, what is that, uh, 
with, with alcohol, yeah, tobacco, tobacco, firearms. You got you have Wendy's on one side, ATF on the other side. But going over that bridge right there, if you stop in the middle of that bridge and look over on both sides, you will see 20 cranes in the air. There are big-ass holes all over that area. They are building God knows what, but they're building big stuff. But what they're doing, everything they're building, all these little different uh, housing areas that for leasing, they're all being leased. You can't buy none of this now. What's going to show you now that the white man's bullshitting the white man because they know that these young kids, fresh out of college, you know, the word is out that D.C. is a, a big hub for when you first come out of college as far as job opportunities. But they know for the first five or six years until they go into their life or their matrimonial life or their adult grown life, they're going to be hanging out with these different places leasing. And they're getting them for twenty five to $3,000 a month in them joints. Easy. 3500 Easy for one bedroom. Because they really ain't got a lot. They got the dog, and they definitely got the dog. You go downtown, too, in D.C., you're going to see dogs and scooters everywhere. It's crazy. I see it every day. And it's just, you know, but the whole thing I'm saying in a nutshell is that everybody is BSing everybody, you know? And people that think they're winning, you're not winning because somebody, somebody's got you by the short hair somewhere. Somebody's manipulating you, so everybody needs to take a step back and see where they're being manipulated and check themselves. Understand the, the areas and the grounds you're walking on and seeing who's, who's out for you. I mean, the lesson getting back to the beginning of, of the job, the lesson I learned on the job now is that I really ain't bringing up shit no more around, around them people. You know what I mean? I try to bring up good, educated conversation, and it gets hijacked. Like Trump hijacked the uh, NFL. You know, when they were kneeling, all of a sudden he's saying they're un-American. But now the NFL is going to put in the end zone Black Lives Matter and everything else. It's like the NBA does now. So when you look at the end, the end zone coming up now in the NFL season, you're going to see all kinds of stuff. Because Roger Goodell then said, damn, you know what? I was wrong as hell. Kaepernick tried, to, Kaepernick tried to tell us this shit four years ago. But we didn't listen to his ass. And how many people done got killed by cops since Kaepernick took a knee? Yep. Okay? And that's all he was doing. But Trump came in, ah, they're un-American. Ah, they just half the guy's parents were, were military who was taking the knee. So, you know, the white man could come in and hijack some shit real quick. You know, it's so sad. Just just watch yourself. That's all I got to say about that. All right. That's all right. a good one. Watch wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot to think about. Hey. What about this? Right, but folks will hijack your stuff. hijack you in a minute, man. Every time you come up with something, they're going to put a twist on your ideals. Think about it. Next time you go out there. Next thing you know, it's a whole different thing. But my thing is now, you know, uh, Roger Goodell, oh, I get it, I get it. Now. Yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah, it took you four years to get it. But, you know, it was just influenced by other people, you know. You know, oh, they trying to take our NFL dollars and woo, woo, woo. I mean, yeah, or this is un-American. This had nothing to do with America. It had to do with racism. He told you from the get-go what I'm kneeling for, you know. But so the sad part about it, too, um... The guy's name fails me now, but but Goodell's right-hand man uh, in, in the NFL corporate headquarters is uh, Troy Vinson. Mm-hmm. And Troy Vinson used to play for the Eagles. He's from Trenton, New Jersey. Oh, okay. okay? So the brother's from the straight hood. Mm-hmm. But you would think that when Kaepernick 
was saying all that to Troy Vincent, who was Roger Goodell. And I'm t- not talking about Troy. Troy's a good man. I know his family, his mom, and everybody. You know, you think Troy would have said something concerning, you know, that whole situation to Goodell to try to convince him. But I guess Troy wanted his job and all. Yeah. So, you know, but. He just didn't want to talk out of line, I guess. Well, uh, now, you know, but when you're in there as a black voice, you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Yeah. Anyway, we can move on. All right. We're going to lighten it up a little bit? Lighten it up, yeah. They always see. They think I'm rough. <laughs> They're going to lighten it up. After I get done with my segment, they go in yeah. that nursery round. We be dropping so much heavy wisdom. Yeah, we sure well, If you guys got any questions or comments we were talking about, hit us up tonight. 914-803-4306. And press 1. That's why I get paid the big bucks. All right. We're going to lighten it up and hit the weird news. I got a crazy one to start us out with. Okay, we got a nurse that pulled a four-foot snake. Hey, Matt. That pulled a four-foot snake out of a woman's throat. It's crazy. You've probably heard about basement snakes, middle-of-the-night snakes, slithering-in-your-bedroom snakes, and even toilet-filled snakes. But never have we heard about a person with a snake stuck in their throat until now. This happened on Tuesday. A video allegedly (laughs) captured a completely wild surgical moment that subsequently went viral. The footage captured a procedure to remove something from a woman's throat. The thing that they got from her throat turned out to be a four-foot-long snake. Mm-hmm. That allegedly slithered into her open mouth while she was asleep. Oh my God! <coughs> it's making me want to cough. <coughs> Ooh. The woman was allegedly brought to the hospital <coughs> after becoming unconscious. What ensued was a medical miracle and a video that will haunt you for years if you watch it. Oh Lord. The video shows an absolutely shocked nurse quickly pull a snake out of this woman's mouth. (coughs) And the person who filmed the whole thing, (laughs) wait a minute, (laughs) this is crazy. The person who filmed it was laughing while other people in the ER were not as pleased because not only did they have to resuscitate the woman, but now they had to deal with a snake that they weren't sure if it was alive or dead. What? Now, many people who saw this video commented on Twitter were concerned about how was this woman able to stay asleep while a snake went down her throat. Mm. Mm -hmm. She must have been dead to the world if a snake can go in your mouth. And go down your throat and you don't wake up and feel well, it. Well, who was that beastly-ass nurse that pulled it out? <laughs> Shit, she was a beast. <laughs> Shit. She's like, fuck it, come here. Come here, open your damn mouth. Yeah. Oh, damn, boy. that's the one. That's my hero right there. Some people on Twitter <laughs> were saying it seemed like the woman should have reacted or wake, woke up or coughed or something. Talk about the nurse. They didn't say too much about the nurse. She was the beast, I'm telling uh, you. Other people questioned why would a snake choose to go into an open mouth as a hiding place. Mm-hmm. That's all I have on it. 
But okay, wait a minute. Let's go back even further. Where the hell did the damn snake come from? I don't know. That's what I'm talking about. But this lady apparently was one of those open mouth sleepers, oh, <laughs> and a snake, four foot snake, came up in there. I'm gonna close my mouth forever now, sleeper. <laughs> I'm gonna duct tape my mouth shut. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's all I got. All right, I got a crazy one here. Um, saucy nugs. Call man's boneless chicken wings a name a lot. Why does that sound sexual? Why does it sound what? Sexual. <laughs> what are you talking about? Saucy nuts, boneless. Oh, God. Saucy wings. I saw this on um, TV. It's crazy. In Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I see why. In an age of growing a diverse political disclosure across the country, a Nebraska man is drawing attention for his impassioned plea to take action against boneless chicken wings. Um, Andler Christianist, uh, he ran it before the Lincoln City Council on Monday, pleading to ban the boneless chicken wing uh, name has garnered widespread attention on social media and news sites. He, uh, um, Christensen, who is the son of a council member, oh. <laughs> they were sitting on, on the um, board, made his case that the meat and boneless wing doesn't come from a chicken's wing at all, but from its breast. Okay. We've been living a lie for far too long. Living a lie. He told the council. Instead, he suggested the dish called, I'm sorry, he suggested the dish could be renamed Buffalo-style chicken tender. Wet tender, saucy nugs, or trash. His plea, of course, trash for the children. He goes on to say, our children are afraid of having bones attached to their meat, which is where meat comes from. It grows on bones, he said. We need to teach them that the wings of a chicken are from a chicken, and it's delicious. Okay. (laughs) Okay, you know what? Okay, interns. I'm just going to say, as weird as that sounds, I'm with him on that. Okay. Because I've been saying for years, why do they call these boneless wings when it's nothing but a chicken nugget? This is nothing right. but an upscale nugget. But they call it boneless wings. But it's not a boneless wing. Well, I got it's a nugget. This is hey, that's just a sale. It's a piece of chicken that did not chicken. come from the wing. That's it's not like wing. it's a wing that they removed the bone from it. Papa like you know, the like boneless thigh is the thigh. <laughs> I'm saying a boneless thigh is still the thigh that the bone has been removed. You know, it's like butterflied or whatever, <laughs> and the bone has been removed. But a boneless wing is not really a You want to be up there with the guy talking? I'm okay. with him on okay. that. Okay. I mean, he sounds crazy, but he's right. How you think this sounds? Okay, all right. If y'all are with me on this, if you think a boneless wing should be called something other than a boneless wing. Y'all definitely did lighten it up because people don't forget all about the sale out. I'm black and I'm proud part of the sale. I'm just saying. Yeah, y'all lighten it up for real. It's a freaking chicken nugget, but they're trying to make you pay more for it. Right. Because a chicken nugget, you expect to pay less. Well, guess what? We're going to take a little seat. We're going to take a little No, we got one more. We got Papa Diddy got one for us, and oh, then we can go to his my bag. Come, right. Come on, What you got for us, Papa? This, is, uh, this man snatched a uh, 
a pizza shop's tip jar uh-uh, at, after applying for yeah, the job. This, this happened in, uh, I can't pronounce his name, uh, North uh, Cat. Cassaqua, Pennsylvania. Okay. Up in the mountains, somewhere in North Pennsylvania. Somewhere in the mountains, somewhere. After a man ran off with a tip jar Mm-mm. at an eastern Pennsylvania pizza shop, investigators didn't have didn't have to do too much legwork to track him down. His name was Nicholas M. Mark. He was twenty two years old. Mm-hmm. He had just applied for the job at the pizza shop, leaving his name and contact information Stupid. on the application. Okay? <laughs> now this jerk off when he got done, he was so desperate, probably on some oxycodone or some shit, you know, up there in the mountains and shit. It ain't always crack, you know. The mother jokers is taking them pills. Okay, the worker at the pizza shop in North Carolina told authorities that Mark came in the shop on August 26th to apply for a job. But at one point, snatched the tip jar off the counter and ran outside. All right, the worker said he, he they set off in pursuit, but backed off when they, when they finally realized that, Let's take a look at the application. Yeah. And sure enough, on the application, <laughs> on the application they have his address, phone number, and everything. Police called him. Wow. He answered the phone. They said, you want to come back to the pizza shop? You want to go to your house and get you. What? Now, that is definitely weird news. A door. A door. He was desperate, apparently. Oh, he was stupid is what he was. Poor baby. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Filled out the application and snatched the money. Yeah, that's what he was. Okay. Anyway, if we could take that break. Uh, <laughs> wow. Give us a call, 914-806-4306. And press 1. And press 1. Get in the queue. Get in the queue. All right. And we'll be back with I'm Just Saying right after the break. Looking for a new cocktail to serve at your next dinner party? Trying to figure out what pairs well with your main entree? Then you need to visit the Cocktail of the Week archive at apajamaparty.com. We've got a list of all the cocktails we've featured on previous Pajama Party shows with recipes and pictures of the drinks. And believe me, we've had some good ones. And while you're on the website, visit the archives for previous shows. Just click on any date, and you can hear the shows again and again. We've got you covered at apajamaparty.com. And tell a friend. They'll thank you. Hi, welcome back to Pajama Party. One, your host, Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. You better know it. Woo-hoo. Come fly, darling. All right, we got um, Red Wine coming up with her segment called, uh, I'm Just Saying. Oh, don't fly, darling. Take it away. All right, Red tonight, wine. I'm just saying, why are you wasting our time? Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking specifically to your boy, 45. Why are you wasting our time? So I just want to talk about this one particular thing that he's got going on. Um, This week, 45 threatened to cut off federal funding for cities where people are protesting that he doesn't like. Mm. I'm just wondering, like, does he think he's the emperor or the king or something? And, of course, these are cities that are run by Democrats. I'm just saying, why are you wasting our time, 45? 
you can't really do what you're talking about doing on your whim alone. So why bother spending the time and energy to write this little crazy memo that you wrote? He calls these cities lawless and anarchist jurisdictions. I'm sure somebody else wrote that because he's not intelligent enough to come up with vocabulary quite like that. But the cities that he's referencing or hating on are Portland, Oregon, New York City, Washington, D.C., and Seattle, Washington. Now, just because he wrote this memo, uh, apparently the way things work, the attorney general, his butt boy, who's in his pocket, William Barr, and the White House budget director, Russell Vaught, now they got to review and respond to this piece of crap. So now you're burning up taxpayer dollars for some bull crap. It's not going anywhere. I've just never seen anybody throw temper tantrums the way 45 does, especially somebody who holds the highest office in the land. It's the most childish thing that I have had the displeasure to witness in my lifetime. I'm just saying, why are you wasting our freaking time? That memo that 45 put together is just him kicking and screaming about something that he cannot control. But he decides that he's going to get his big black Sharpie out, which I think is just compensating for something else, but I ain't going to go there. He gets that Sharpie out, and he signs this stupid memo. And the legal experts say that it probably won't go anywhere, and hopefully it won't. But just the idea that you're wasting time and effort and energy on something that's trivial just bugs me. You know, the idea that he thought it was a good idea bothers me. And it's not enough that he wants to do things like send the National Guard or the military into these cities where the mayors and the governors specifically said, we don't want it. We don't need it, and we don't want it. We got this. But he wasn't, you know, satisfied with that. He's so concerned about the optics of the violence caused by not the peaceful protesters, but the people who are the agitators who come in and try to ride on the back end of the peaceful protesters and take advantage of the situation. But he wants to be concerned about the optics, yet he doesn't focus on the optics of the things that he does, like when he went across Lafayette Park and held that Bible up in front of a church and had the military out there tear-bombing and tear-gassing peaceful protesters clearing out the park so you could go get a photo op in front of a church. You know, if you want to be concerned about optics, that's what you need to be focused on. I'm just saying, you know, this memo is just another example of him having his little temper tantrum, kicking and screaming in print. That's all it is. So, like I said, you know, he's concerned about the optics, but he doesn't look at his own optics. And what he's instead of him focusing on why people are protesting and get to the root of it, you rather focus on the aftermath of the protest. You rather focus on we need law and order to put a put a stop to this and squash the protest. You're not looking at why are people out here protesting in the first place. You think putting more police out here 
and more law and order is the answer to the problem. But you don't seem to understand the problem is over-policing and uh, uh, the targeted policing, that's what's causing the problem. But, see, he doesn't see that because he doesn't want to see that. When people ask him, do you think that there is a, a problem with racism in America, him and Barr, they couldn't even answer the question. They danced and danced around that because they won't even admit that there's a problem. Because I guess in their mind, in white America, everything is peachy king. They're still dancing to I wish I was in the land of cotton. So as far as they're concerned, we cool. Y'all the ones with the problem, but we cool. So, you know, but this, this is what happens when you have an administration that's totally tone deaf. They choose to focus on the outcome instead of the cause. And for somebody like him who chooses to spend their time calling people names and making all these empty threats instead of trying to find a way to heal the land, you're dividing the land. You're throwing kerosene on a lit fire. How in the world is that helping anybody? I'm just over it. I'm so over the stupidity. I'm over the threats. I'm over all the divisiveness. I am over his pettiness. I'm just over it. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, I wish he would stop wasting our time. What I really need is for him to start packing his crap so he can get on out of there in January. That's what I need. Pack your crap. Get the heck up out of Dodge. They're not going to leave out gracefully. I ain't saying it has to be graceful. If we got to drag you out of there, just pack <laughs> your crap and go. I think he's going to be like Nixon. He's going to get on the helicopter, put his peace sign up, he's going to be out. Well, I, I don't care. You can get on a scooter, <laughs> a, a skateboard. I don't care what you get on, but just go. Go away from here. Yes. All right. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments about what red wine or Papa Didi or I have said tonight, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press 1 if you did. Got to get in the queue. Yep, everybody's quiet tonight. <laughs> that's all right. Don't hear nobody talking but us. That's all right. We're going to keep it going now. All right. What you got for us, Papa? In uh, living for uh, the city. You know, I... I definitely can relate to what you're saying there, and I just think that um, people truly need to wake up. You know, we're at a point now where they they think we're bumbling idiots, and we don't have to prove anything. You know, we don't have to waste energy uh, to prove to somebody that we know who we are. That's just a waste of energy when you think you got to stand up and fight for something you already know that you possess. But um, The the whole imagery of things is so interesting because, you know, six months before Trump became president, he had to pay off uh, those two porn stars that he was messing with. Mm. You know, it's so interesting how you're going to come into presidency and you're still cheating on your wife. I thought his wife was pretty sexy myself, but apparently, you know, he, he... I guess they always say no matter how fine your lady is, there's somebody somewhere tired of hitting it. But, uh, you know, he's, he's just... I don't know, he was caught in scandal six months before... He became president, and this is with two porn stars, mm-hmm. which could have show you you were still scraping the bottom of the barrel before you became president. And look at how you came in, 
But they want us to forget everything that they've done or everything that they do. But we got to keep reminded how much of criminals we are. And and the one thing I want to focus on, and I, I and this isn't a conspiracy theory at all, but this is what I've been thinking about over the last few weeks, and I'm very serious about this. Every time that there is a, a situation, it's all it's all the time as far as someone getting shot unarmed and everything. All of a sudden, buildings are burning, you know. But I cannot, for the life of me, see us doing that. You know, it seemed like people are summoned, just like anything else, to go to these different areas and burn out these places. You know, to burn something to the ground, you really got to work on that. You know, that's not just a, a, you know, just spray some lighter fluid or, or something on the back of the building and strike a match. You know, these these places in, uh, what's that town over in, uh, in, uh, what is that? Uh, Wisconsin? What was that called? Kenosha. Kenosha, Kenosha yeah. yeah. In Kenosha, where he toured, it was like two or three buildings that was burnt solid out. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think black folks are doing that. I think that they burn out for two reasons. For one, they're destroying the neighborhoods purposely, and then they can get on the news and talk about. And Trump will go and stand right in front of this burnt out building that he knew was going to be burnt out. I mean, Trump is no different than George Wallace or any of the rest of these politicians back in the day that was leading full segregation. Trump knows what people are out there doing. And how's that guy with the great car that ran up on them people in Charlottesville? How's he doing? I know he's in jail, but I'm sure he's getting plenty of money on his commissary yeah. and everything else. They're taking care of him. Sure. But his dumb ass is in jail. That's what he don't realize on the back end. I mean, even if he is, in fact, there. And then they said about this guy that was killed all of a sudden, the guy who was a Trump supporter that shot somebody, or Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they said they caught him, but now he's dead. And that's all you heard in the story. I mean, is he dead, or did he just disappear? Sure. He said he was dead. Yeah, he's dead, but I didn't see anything. There was no story about, yeah, we caught him, he's killed. I mean, believe me, see, the one problem that Trump is doing right now is that you got your iron in too many fires, brother. Yeah. You know, I always tell people, young boys coming up and all this jazz, I say, you know what, man, you can cheat on your lady, you know, if you choose to do that, but you can't jockey three ladies, okay? You can have your lady in a side piece, and that can work for a minute, but when you put a third woman in there, shit, that shit's going to implode like a motherfucker. <laughs> it's just a matter of time, because there's no way you're going to jockey three ladies. No way. I mean, you could damn near jockey in two would be hard-ass work. But when you put the third one in the mix just by greed alone, how do you think Tiger Woods got busted? Okay? <laughs> he had all these women around at different, every little country club he went to, he was knocking off one or two here and there. Then all of a sudden, one of you find one is just crazy. Okay? You could be fucking four of them, but then one of them is crazy in the motherfucker. And that's the one going to get back to your wife and tell her the whole story. Look, I'm not trying to get in y'all marriage and shit, but, you know, I was fucking tired, you know. I like that cute little mole on his deck, you know, and, you know, and there it is. She didn't give you evidence and everything, identification, the whole nine. He, he was jockeying too many. You cannot jockey too many fish, bruh. You know, it's just that's just the thing with that. You know, you you can't jockey too much. 
and this is what Trump is doing. He's trying to pay attention to everything that goes on. LeBron could make a statement tonight after the basketball game at a press conference, and Trump would be tweeting about it in the morning. You're paying attention to every damn thing that flips in the world, especially you got to do with black folks. You you paying attention to every little thing. Maybe trying to be us. That is not the level of being a president. You must understand that as a president, you are supposed to be on the fucking executive level. That means the eighth floor, brother. Not the sub basement. Not the mail room on the first floor. Not marketing. You know, if you put a department on every floor, marketing, HR, whatever, whatever, whatever. By the time they get to the eighth floor, man, you should have the key to that particular elevator that you turn the key that goes straight to the eighth floor. That's called executive level. That's where you need to be. But, no, you want to deal with every little thing going on with everybody. This man will tweet about everything, right? Yeah. Anything that pops up in the world. You know, Mary had a fucking little lamb. He's treating about it. Anything anything that pops up, he's treating about it. Why are you concerned about the minute things in the world? And here's the deal, too, and I'm going to close on this. When I was in high school, I learned in American history, or whatever the case may be, social studies, whatever, that the three superpowers in the world was China and Russia. Russia because of their firepower, China because of their population. They got a gazillion jokers over there, okay? And they, that's how they came up with all that kamikaze stuff where they would fly airplanes with people in them right into a ship, you know, because they got so many damn people, they got people to spare. But, you know, but you got China. What's that? That's two. Two what? You said it was three. Oh, uh, the United States is the oh, third. okay. United States... China and Russia are the three superpowers of the world. Now, how are you going to be in bed with a superpower that is full be one of our enemies? You know, one of our adversaries. You, you, you're in bed with Russia. Russia just poisoned the Joker for talking about Putin. Poison him on his feet. He walking down the street and kill over because he drank tea at a restaurant mm-hmm. and it was poison. You're dealing with people that are vicious, and it's, it's amazing. You think you're so smart, but Putin is jacking your ass every single day. Isn't that amazing how people that think they're so intellectual get bullshitted by the simplest jokers? You know what I mean? You got a brother walk around here that's balling like he's a big-time millionaire, and you got one of the brokest baby mamas in the world and fucked him over big time. Okay? It's crazy. It's crazy. He's paying attention to all the wrong stuff. And wants to always throw law and order on us because when he says I'm all about law and order, he's he's talking to black folks. He's talking about what he thinks we need. We need to be roped down, law and order, foot on our neck. We watching you Negroes like a hawk. That's how we are being perceived. But the sad part about it, there's just as much oxycodone as it is crack. Okay. And for every young sister out here that's having a baby in the projects, there's a rich white girl having a fucking abortion in the suburbs. So it's a balancing act. It's a balancing act. Don't get it twisted. Anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. That's all I got. Thank you, Dr. Dini. All right. We're going to take a call before we go to Kettle with the Hollywood wrap-up. So let's go to the phone lines and see what the callers have to say. Caller, welcome to the show. Go right ahead with your call. Hi. Hi. How are you guys doing? How are you doing today? Tonight. 
Okay, well, let me make a point that Papa Didi was talking about. Trump doesn't have the mental capacity to handle the political arena. He doesn't read anything. He don't go to the to um, none of the um, what do you call that? I can't remember the name. When they come to him with all the information, he don't sit down. He doesn't. That's why he's so busy with all the minute things that goes on in life because he don't have the mental capacity to handle to understand exactly what's going on in the world. That's so true. He, all those briefings, he doesn't deal all with all that. Briefings. Yeah, all the briefings. He don't. He don't listen to the briefings. He yeah, United Nations stuff. Yeah. But yeah, he, he's not concerned about that because he don't have that ability, that mental ability to handle that or to understand. So that's why he spent his time tweeting on all these little minute things that go on in life. He doesn't have that mental capacity. That's all I have to say. He's dumb as a doornail. (laughs) That's all I got to say. I just wish the world world was flat while he's playing golf and he'd fall off. (laughs) All right. We got you, Carla. Thank you. All right. That's too much. All right, wow. let's pick up one more caller. Uh, uh. Caller, welcome to the show. Go right ahead with your comment. Should I say good evening? Or yes, good evening, caller. Go say, right ahead. Or should I say? Or should I say good night? At the at well, the pajama good night. party. Good hey, what's hey. going on? This is the grand pooba. Okay. Hey, grand pooba. <laughs> what you got for us tonight? United States, we are headed for a downfall. Oh, you think so? White supremacists made the biggest mistake ever in entering the Chinese territory. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. They I out- agree. They, they outproduces. Yeah. In of, well, the population is one point close to one point five billion people. Yeah, three hundred three hundred twenty five million people in the United States. Mhm. The Chinese military, the Navy, oh. has exceeded has exceeded the United States Navy by far. By far, they are superior. Oh, they are the superior naval war machine. Mm-hmm. So they have a plan. You know, they don't plan for tomorrow. They plan for 30, 40, 50 years down the road. And I'm sure their plans are to be an imperial power, the number one power. You say right. Russia, United States, China, they're going to be the number one power. They're already the number one economic power. They're going to be the number one military power. And, of course, you win wars with people. Right. So we, you, they, they made a big mistake in entering that territory, thinking they're going to take over. And those are white people. 
I mean, I, I, you wouldn't call them people of color, but they definitely not white people. So, you know, for them, they made a big mistake going over there, thinking they're going to take over China. It's not going to happen. Not at all. We are headed. Yeah, we headed for a downfall. Mm-hmm. And for and for the United States to think that they so superior against them, oh boy, you know to have that attitude, to have that superior attitude, attitudes don't win war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, strategy and common sense. They had the the Chinese had a samurai warrior mentality, and it's been around for centuries. Mm-hmm. Well, good point. And you That's combine true. that with, yeah, you combine. Combine that with the technology and the military that they have growing, it's going to be an unstoppable power. Yeah. All we got working for us is arrogance. And division. That's it. And division. Boy. That's it. All right, Carl. Yeah, thank you. That's only going to get you yeah. so far. Yeah. Thank you for those comments. Appreciate that. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Appreciate your comment. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back with Kettle and the, what are we coming back with, the Hollywood wrap-up? Yeah. All right, we'll be back on the other side of the break. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. So you can reach us at 914-803-4306, or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa D and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing, so call me now. 914-803-4306. I'm right here on WBJP Blog Talk Radio. Waiting to hear from you. Uh, here it comes. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm on your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir. <laughs> and it's right. time for Kettle in the Hollywood wrap-up. Come on, Papa. <laughs> Do your thing, Papa Didi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right, Thank it's time you. for Kettle. Go for it, Kettle. All right, Kimora Lee Simmons. He's back in the news again. I haven't heard that name in a minute. Damn, where's she been? She started as a, as a model before yeah. she became a wife of four. Yes, she has four children. Wow. Um, a reality TV star and a fashion designer. Now she and daughters Ming Simmons and uh, Aoki Simmons, who um, share with the hip-hop mogul um, Russell Simmons, that's their daddy, mm-hmm. have developed their own beauty line Come under on. the Baby Fat brand. So, How old are these girls? Uh, I guess it has been time. It has been a minute. Yeah. Really? Oh, really? Oh, man. Uh, Where has the time gone? It, it goes on to say an outgrowth of Russell's uh, Fat Farm clothing line. Yeah. Baby Fat first launched in 99. Damn, that's been a long time. Wow. At that time, the line was um, full of hood, chic, and sex clothing. They gave the um, streetwear trends um, a feminine appeal. Which they was, I remember Baby Fat. They were cute, mm-hmm. yeah, when it came out. Yeah. But um, I think, you know, because 
Macy's carried it for a minute, but it's just like it was just a fad. It just came and it went, and that was it. It's gone. Yeah. I'm sorry, my bad. The girls are 21. Ming Lee is 21, what? and uh, Aoki Lee, she's 18. My Why bad. Did they become adults. Uh, uh, yeah, they are grown, grown girls. Ooh. Yep, and one looks just like her mama, and the other one looks like the dad. <laughs> That is too much. Yep. So the other two kids are with uh, uh, Jimon. And one kid was by Jimon, which was a boy, and the little boy, littlest boy, is by a white gentleman. He's a um, uh, a big rich typhoon. Oh, I didn't know about that. Was her, that was her. That was her last marriage. Okay. All right. Yeah. Also in the news, Niecy Nash and her new wife, Jessica Betts. Before time the night in a surprise wedding. I think she. Bust everybody's head open. Just uh, Niecy Nash and Jessica Betts had long been friends. On Monday, the newlyweds announced on their respective Instagram accounts that they had said, I do. But years before the relationship turned romantic, the pair had formed a close bond. Matter of fact, Apparently. she was a musician when she got... Niecy Nash has been married three times, the third time. The second marriage to a, a gentleman... Uh, Betts, Miss uh, Betts was at that uh, wedding playing, wow. um, you know, um, you know, in the band. Wow. Said, okay. Wait, wait. She was playing. <laughs> she was a musician at Niecy Nash's second wedding. Yes. To a man. Right. But they didn't okay. meet until she was on um, her uh, show called Claws in 2018. And I guess that's when they uh, started their romantic interlude. Niecy Nash, she's 50, oh, and uh, Jessica Betts, she's 38. Oh, so Niecy robbing the cradle. Uh, yeah. Okay. She is uh, Jessica Betts. She's, she's not, she's like, she's not a nobody. Uh, she's originally from Chicago, singer-songwriter, um, thrilling, electric, acoustic rock and roll artist who loves to write her own original music. Uh, from gospel, reggae, rock, pop, and R&B, she did. Um, uh, she signed with Boys to Men on their label, '98 Stone Creek Records, 2000 uh, Get Up release from Big Mama's House, the soundtrack. Uh, 2005, um, she was a winner of the Road to Stardom reality te- television show. Um, so she's done some things with Tina Marie, uh, Madonna, and Missy Elliott. So. Okay. So what you're saying is she she's not a scrub. She ain't no nobody. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, also, the lineup for Dancing with the Stars. Celebrity Caspi Bill. Uh, they got Nelly, Caitlin Bristow, The Bachelorette for season 11. Nelly? Mm-hmm. Um, A.J. McLean, he's one of the Backstreet Boys. Um, Monica... Aldama, she's Netflix Cheers um, docu-series. Um, Johnny Weir, two-time Olympian. Oh, Jenny my God. Mai, uh, the ice skater, Johnny Weir. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Jeannie <laughs> Mai, TV co-host of The Real. Oh, Jeannie, okay. Yeah, Jeannie Mai, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Vernon Davis, NFL former tight end. Um, Ann Hetch. Former girlfriend of Ellen. Um, uh, Neve. That's her title. Yeah. 
she's an actress with former girlfriend of Ellen. Everybody knows who she is now. Former girlfriend of Ellen. Uh, oh, uh, Neve from Catfish. And uh, Justina Machado. She's an actress on One Day at a Time and um, Jane the Virgin. So it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting lineup. That sounds like a whole bunch of folks that I ain't never heard of. <laughs> the girl from the real. Which one is that? Uh, Asian. The Asian girl. Asian I want to talk girl? a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And talk too much. To I, I recognize like three three of those names. The rest of those folks, I don't know who they are. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I'm quite sure everybody knows that The Rock and his family, unfortunately, they um, tested positive with COVID-19. Put on his Instagram Mm. Um, he says, stay disciplined, boost your immune system, commit to wellness, wear your mask, protect your family. And uh, he just said, be, you know, be careful with your big gatherings and stuff you have at your house. Um, and last but not least, I mean, this was some interesting research. Uh, people that own liquor brands, um, everybody knows uh, P. Diddy is, is tied to um, the Ciroc brand. He started that back in 2007. And now he has another tequila called uh, Dijon Tequila. He just introduced that in 2014. Cameron Diaz, I've been wondering where she was been hiding, but her and her girlfriend um, Kathleen Powell, um, they in, uh, unveiled um, Avaline. That's their new um, uh, wine, vegan friendly wine. Vegan friendly. Vegan friendly wine. Aren't grapes vegan anyway? But. Okay, just ask. My okay. girl, my girl Mary J. She introduced um, Sun Goddess. It's a wine collection. She introduced uh, it this year. Um, Chris Harrison, and I just saw that in the store the other day. It's, it's a tropical rosé by Seawood. It's a uh, in a can. It's in a box. It's like six in a box. Um, Fifty cents. He started a pricey champagne from one ninety nine to nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. I'll give him 50 cents for that. And uh, John Legend, his wine collection also. So. Okay. Yeah, so um, this is everybody get. Oh, one more. The um, Crystal Head Baca, the Skull, mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd. I would have really? known. Yep, 2008. That stuff is expensive. Yep. That's his, that's his brand. The one with the skull. Yeah. It's a clear, yeah. like a glass Dan, skull. Dan, Dan Aykroyd. I would have never thought. I've never tried it because I can't afford no, it. No, Dan, okay. I thought you said Dan DeVito. No, Dan Aykroyd. I would have never thought. Who uh, knows? No. Yeah. That's my Hollywood wrap up. All right. Well, that was informative. Yeah. <laughs> kiss it, Liz. Uh, kiss it, Liz is a group of people that showed it. But, honey. Over the last week or so, I mean, combine them and put them together and uh, have a song for them on the back end. The first person I want to put in there is that damn Kanye West with his crazy <laughs> ass. Ooh. I have no sympathy for that, brother. He's just he's just nuts, man. You know, I mean, with everything going on with black people, and, you, and, it, and he's a brown skin brother. Mm-hmm. So, damn, man, you already under the microscope on complexion alone. <laughs> anyway, uh, who's this, Jessica Krug? Oh, that's the woman. That's yeah, pretending to be a black Latino yeah. Caribbean, mm. and she's a white Jewish woman. Seriously, need to go to jail for that shit. All the stuff that you have. black. Mm-hmm. Think of all the black men she laid projecting that. As much as anyway, she's yeah. trying to get away from us, she wanted to be black. But okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. Okay. Well, she knows the advantage of it as a black woman. 
Uh, Kentucky Representative uh, Thomas Mack, Thomas Mack, a Republican, that defended the white 17-year-old accused of killing two protesters and injuring a third person last week. Yeah, he said the guy, the they said it was a self-defense. How are you going to self-defense? You got a long rifle and somebody ain't got no weapon at all. All right, Trump are getting busted for saying uh, dead and wounded war veterans are uh, uh, suckers and losers. Yeah, he's and getting busted all over the place for that. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican congressional candidate, for posting uh, pictures on Facebook of her with a gun next to Representative uh, Alexander. Yeah, AOC and Il- Ilhan. And encouraging going on the offensive against these socialists. So she had the gun pointed at She Cortez. just had herself holding a gun with a t- t- picture next to them, the three women of color that are in the Congress, talking about what you need to do. To and see, lots of people do Facebook Trump. took that down. They're, they're Trump influences, man. But yeah. they're not going to suffer the same back. Trump's not going to suffer their backlash. So I don't know why people are getting to the whole sucker thing. They're letting Trump lead them down the garden path, and that's just silly. But you know he'll he'll fall off soon. Well, also we got forever. the Rochester officers who killed yeah. that brother with the uh, bag mm-hmm. over his head. And it's always a fe- a white female cop in the middle of all that, and she sits there like a damn doofus, not knowing uh, to ask my whole. We got the NRA, put mm-hmm. them on the list, and South Carolina for Money still holding lodging. on to their uh, Confederate monument. Yeah, well. The man that stole the tip jar after he applied they for put a job. It, they should put. Chadwick's uh, statue up in Hollywood. Yep. You know, fuck South Carolina. Anybody else? Um, I got Barr, Mnuchin. Oh, definitely. Um, you got the seven police that was uh, dealing with the Daniel Pruden case. Yeah. Um, NRA. That was in Rochester. Yeah, NRA got them. That's it. All right. We got something for everybody on this week's Kiss It Listen. Kiss my empire My ass. You can Welcome to Down Party Money, host Papa Didi, I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir. And it's time for the last word. So what's your last word, Papa Didi? My last word, we had a birthday party for red wine last week, which was pretty cool. And uh, oh. I think she turned, what, 99? She's old as hell. And, uh, 39, thank you. <laughs> went over pretty well. I'd like to thank everybody that participated in that. It was a surprise party, and we, we got her, and... Uh, so anyway, she thought she was uh, uns- unsurprisable, but uh, <laughs> got her ass. She lied to me. Well, what convinced her was that we told her we was taking her to a pop apartment complex to be massaged by midgets. And she <laughs> fell for it. Oh, gosh. Anyway, my last word is, let's everybody stay aware, stay awake, pay attention to your surroundings. 
Don't let yourself get caught up in some stuff. And let's not let Trump keep wasting our time. And thank you for everybody who attended my surprise party. I appreciated it. What's your last word, Kim? I can't stress this enough. Vote, vote, and vote. Mm -hmm. Early voting in certain areas is October the 26th and November the 2nd. So, uh, get it in. Yeah, get it in. You know, don't be scared of that mail-in vote thing. That's what you feel yeah, you need to do. Fill it in. If you need to stay in the line, stay in the line. Or we just vote one time. Right. Vote early. And take your, if you can, if you have proper transportation, take your ballot to the post office inside the building. There you go. Forget about these drop boxes, because these drop boxes ain't shit, please. You see they got locks on them and they on the back of pickup trucks and I'm telling you, man, that and then they, they ah, it's just a mess. Well, I wanna uh say mess. that uh this is my last last word is um Mr. Lowe, he would always say, Open your eyes, let there be no surprise. So you guys should know to vote, vote, vote. Don't let it be a surprise mm-hmm. who's gonna win because if that Excuse my language. That jackass, if he wins again, oh. I'm going to tell you now, I'm going underground. I'm going to Canada. And I'm I'm just going to blame everybody that didn't mm-hmm. vote. You know, so let's get out there and do and our don't thing. don't vote for Kanye West. I'm going to fold my arms like genius. Do not vote for Kanye West. I don't give a damn. You got all of his records. You're a big fan. Do not waste your vote on that boy. Please don't Please. do that. Don't do that. Uh-huh. Do not do that. He's a loony tune, okay? All right. Well, we're about to get up out of here. We thank you for your time. Thanks to our company, uh, parent company, D.C. Homegrown Entertainment, that pays the bills and keeps us on the air. We love you, D.C. Homegrown. Thank you so much to all of our callers. Thank you for our listeners and our audience. We appreciate you so very much. You're so kind. And we're going to get on out of here, so let's say good night, and we're going to do it again next Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Western, Pacific, I mean, and... Figure it out in between. <laughs> Let's get on out of here. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Cal. Good night. Bonsoir, everybody. We'll see you next Friday night. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.